0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
2: Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, turning up our happiness quotient, let's do it now. Most of us endlessly seek happiness but can't seem to find it. Looking in all the wrong places, into the wrong faces. Happiness is a key to health, well-being, and the ability to give to others. So let's turn up our happiness quotient. Let's start on this show. What is happiness? Do we value it? Have we looked in all the wrong places? Are we victims of the never-satisfied disease? What can we do to increase our happiness? On this episode of Inside Out, let's talk about real happiness. Beth and I will be joined by the guru and Madam Mazurka. Two of Beth's alter egos, whose wit and wisdom just pop out of her mouth. And Beth will also lead some processes to help us increase the joy in our lives. Processes you can do wherever you are. So join us and participate. Listen, call in, or email. You'll be happy you did. And so will all the people whose happiness will be enhanced by yours. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out.
0: Hi, everybody. Well, I have a lot to say about happiness today because I'm not happy. So uh, this, is a, <laughs> this is a perfect show. I'm sitting here feeling resentful and grumbling. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, it will, I'll explain why later. But I really need this show. But before we get into this show, I want to talk about last week... For those of you who remember, we were talking about the agony of addiction, and we interviewed a young heroin addict who is in recovery and her mom. It was very, very touching, and we got a lot of extremely good feedback on this program, Uh, and we have two emails that I'd like to share with you now. So One was from Erica in San Diego, and she said, Hi, Beth. Just wanted to say how much I appreciated last week's show on addiction. No, the wrong person. This is from Anne in uh, in uh, Fallbrook. Okay, could you? I knew I was going to be crazy today because I'm distracted by uh, trying to get over my grumpiness. All right, let's start that again. This is from Anne in Fallbrook. She says, "Hi, Beth. Just wanted to say how." much I appreciated last week's show on addiction and how much I related to each and every word. I too have been addicted to men or really love and attention from men feeling states such as anger, denial, or control, and countless other things. I also used a lot of drugs in my youth, and it was very helpful for me to hear you describe that the feeling we are looking for when we seek that form of escape is a feeling of detachment. Yes, it was a very interesting show, guys. We were talking about that one of the major things that drugs do for us is they help us to detach From reality, and you know, maybe there's other ways to do that on a spiritual and emotional level. Anyway, back to her letter it helps me have more compassion for my younger self feeling desperate and unable to take care of myself in relationships and looking for a way to not feel so insecure and vulnerable to people. I can also see even more clearly why I have committed myself to a spiritual path because it also gives me a feeling of detachment from my reactivity and that of others and allows me to connect more deeply and freely in my relationships. This show helped me to see even more clearly that no matter how it looks, or what our individual circumstances might be, that we are all truly longing for a deeper sense of oneness, and we can all get there if we are willing to do the work and get the support we need to face ourselves just one more time. Thanks for being that support to all of us. Love you. And it's great. Uh,
2: just, just to be clear, so you're not implying that drugs help us to be detached, uh, although those were the words... Are you saying that uh, there's a cost and there's a downside? And oh, well, uh, you temporary? know, th-
0: the whole program is about the agony of addiction, especially to drug addiction. But what we were trying to do, and I'm glad you asked that question because maybe someone else is asking the same question. What we were trying to do is understand what people are looking for in heroin and, you know, what is that experience? And what uh, Rebecca was describing is that relaxation and detachment. And the whole point is... It, it's it's an impossible pit. Once we get into any kind of addiction, whether it's a substance or a mood, you know, or you know, a process or gambling or anything, uh, it ends up backfiring. And but to understand that if what we're really searching for is that relaxation and detachment, then we can, in fact, look for ways of getting relaxation and detachment that don't. Include drugs, and so if you haven't listened to that show, by all means go to the podcast and listen to it. And please pass this on to others, to the families of addicts, and to people who are struggling with addiction themselves. And then we also got a uh, an email from Erica uh, in San Diego, and she said. Your interview was so deep and so supportive of your guests and listeners alike. You asked all the questions we needed to hear those incredibly honest answers to. This was such a powerful show. Thank you, Helen and Rebecca, for sharing your pain, your experience, and your knowledge. You moved me to tears. Addiction is such a dark world, and as Rebecca so aptly described, we chase it until it takes us. As a food addict, I can relate. There's so much false promise in the cloud of addiction that beckons us. The other point made on the show by all of you was that we, keep, we think we're managing our addiction by keeping up appearances, like, oh, yeah, I'm still functioning, so cool, I'm not addicted. I can feel that in my bones, she continues. I learned that so early in life that it makes me wonder what we were all trying to hide back then. <laughs> so I so agree with you, Beth, that it's the spiritual path that we're really craving, and I've come to understand that it's available by committing and recommitting to it, no matter what's going on within me and around me please do more shows on addiction we truly need this and once again thank you for your thank you to your fabulous guests so wonderful wonderful email thank you so much it's so gratifying to feel that what we're doing is having an impact and is helping people to think differently about topics that they've thought of many times before. And I hope and fully expect that we will do the same today on happiness.
2: So, Beth, are you starting to feel happier?
0: Um, I started feeling happier before the show, actually, um, because I was thinking about happiness and what can we do right now to get happier, and I know that uh, in your, um, you were reading the show description and there's a lot of questions that come up. It's like, what is happiness? Uh, we asked, and how do we increase it? And do we really want it? And do we value it? So, some thoughts already crossed my mind about how I could increase my happiness quotient right now. But let me just tell you very, very briefly one of the th- one of the many multitudinous things that i'm not happy about at the moment is that we are living in uh, a rental and uh, it's a temporary kind of situation, but it's lasting for months because we moved away from home and we have to sell our house and uh, we really needed to make this move. So we're living in a furnished place and it's a vacation rental and we're spending quite a lot of money and it's not a real real house. In some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. And um, some months ago, Uh, We heard noises above the bed. Now, I don't know why I'm telling you the details of this, but I'm telling you. Uh, I feel guided to tell you. So we hear these rats and mice running around uh, in the attic above the bedroom. And so we contacted the uh, property manager more than once. And he finally got somebody out here to do something about it. I said, you know, I see them walking onto the roof from the branches of the trees, and, you know, this is not good for the person who owns this place. So, eventually he sent out the expert. The expert is the the guy, the exterminator, right? And instead of getting traps, and then coming back and removing the dead bodies in a few days, he decided to poison them, and so he was just hoping that they would leave. And of course, maybe some of them did leave, but not all of them did. And so then we started to have the stench of rotting rats. And then, as predicted, and I told them that this, you know, at the time, I said, you know, if you don't get rid of those bodies, these are going to turn into maggots and uh, flies. And sure enough, we got invaded by flies. And, you know, uh, it was it's just disgusting. And these are flies that are living off... Uh, rotting rodents that have been poisoned. This very healthy environment, and then in the midst of all of this, James, who has to be the hero in this situation, <laughs> is going around killing, you know, dozens of flies at a time. Um, and he is hitting the ceiling, and the ceiling is falling down and spraying ceiling <laughs> dust. And it's popcorn ceiling, and the popcorn ceiling, uh, very often, has asbestos in it. So now we have dead rodents uh, we have maggots turning into flies flies that are been poisoned you know coming and landing on things and now we have potentially asbestos as well as this other particulate matter f- flying all over the house and so the exterminator came back and uh, we bombed everything which i hate doing but there it was bombed the room bombed the upstairs and it looked like that everything was okay for two days but of course the new maggots came out and so we're in the middle of another fly invasion and James and I ran out before the show and tried to see if there's any place else to live in the meantime at least a while we're coping with this situation and everywhere we went was even worse than where we are now um, we couldn't find anything it's not easy to find and um So we ran back to do the show. We have to have the internet, of course, because otherwise we can't do inside out and can't do our work. And so I wasn't feeling very happy. I plus, can't imagine
2: why not.
0: Plus, I twisted my <laughs> hip and my back because, you know, some of you know I'm chronically ill, and I'm sort of kind of pretty disabled, and I'm going up and down trying to go into these places, and I'm getting assaulted by fragrances and chemical smells, which is one of the reasons <laughs> it's very hard for me to find any place because they have chemicals, and then that makes me even sicker. So I think I'm you were being fa-
2: tested on your happiness quotient. I am. major. This was a major exam.
0: I failed. <laughs> I- <laughs>
2: you still got so, your buoyancy, your sense of humor.
0: Well, I do, and I really don't know how, because now I have a twisted back and twisted hip from falling down the stair trying to look at a place when I'm really too weak and I should be in bed. Uh, and this is just one of the things that's going on today uh, that is sort of diminishing my happiness quotient. So if we, if we look at you know, what it is that I'm unhappy about, you know, really, you know, I'm unhappy about how helpless I am to take care of myself and my loved ones, which is James and our dog, Mojo, um, and that we're in the hands of all these other people in their consciousness. And that is just really frustrating. So, um, you know, we, we go to a place and the woman says, oh, no, 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 I never use any fragrances. And we get there and there's air freshener in the place and I walk in and I start having a migraine so she has assured me that there is nothing in there but she said oh yes she said could it be that I kept saying you know it smells like air freshener and she said well finally she said from first she was saying gee I don't know and I don't get it and then she said well there is for air freshener in the bathroom could that be it so anyway it's it's our dependence and our reliance on other people's consciousness and on circumstances that we cannot control can make us very unhappy. At least it makes me very unhappy. Well,
2: I'd like to point out, though, that you brought your consciousness to bear and increased the level of awareness. And you've been doing that in situation after situation after situation, which has been helping <laughs> us rebalance the scales so that we're not at the mercy of other people's consciousness, but rather we're able to bring to it what we feel is needed in order to be there for our highest good and the highest good of everyone concerned.
0: You know, you're, that's a very good point, James, That because there are many other situations which I'm not going to get into which are equally lunatic as this one. Um, because, I mean, there was a situation where I said to the landlord and to the exterminator, you cannot do this. You know, like they should know better. But there's other things of that, real estate and... <laughs> You know, other things we're we're relying on other people's consciousness. Where I'm trying to rebalance it with whatever minimum amount of consciousness I have in this arena. And you have uh, been
2: doing it. You have I been doing have. it. You've been bringing to fore, bringing to the forefront your concerns, your awareness of things that need to be changed. And those changes have been happening.
0: Yes, that's true. In some situations, they have, there There has been, this is a very good point. You're making me happy, Jean. <laughs> You're actually making me happy. That's but, wonderful. But here's the thing. So I'm looking at how are we going to increase our happiness quotient. The first thought that I had, and we haven't defined what is happiness yet, but you know, we will, after our first commercial break, we promise to come back and if, if we're making you happy, you'll stick with us.
2: And, uh, <laughs> or at uh, least hold out the promise of more happiness. <laughs> that's
0: right. You know, we're going to tease you into believing that we are <laughs> going to get more happy shortly. Um but what what i'm looking at and by the way if if james has to go quickly away from the show it's because the exterminator is at the door and and the exterminator now has top priority uh in this household um is that you know i'm looking at what are some of the feelings that i'm having that are that contribute to the feeling of unhappiness and one of the things that strikes me is when we worry about something that we can't do anything about, we tend to feel unhappy. Now, I'm not saying that it's not perfectly understandable. So, for example, right now, I'm worrying about the health effects of some of these things that are happening. Plus, I'm not even speaking of the emotional and the aesthetic issues of dead flies (laughs) and squashed anyway i'm not going to go into it or looking up at your ceiling and it's black and it used to be white <laughs> but but the um uh, uh, you know and then i keep reminding myself it's not auschwitz and there's people who live uh, all the time in much worse circumstances than than we do and th- that i've lived in slums in my lifetime many times but in any case what i what the first thing that struck me is Wouldn't it be fun, and maybe you can do this while you're listening to the commercial, is to write down some of the things that you're worrying about and that you can't do a thing about. I mean, that you can't do a single thing about them. Now, I'm not talking about the things you can do something about. Like, all right, we made an effort. We made a lot of phone calls. We have Doing everything we can to find another place to live. Uh, we know we've called the property manager now three times. Um, he's called the exterminator several times. Oh, there's another fly, honey. I see it on the door. So um,
2: I'll have to send in the one-man SWAT team.
0: Sen- <laughs> Isn't that a song? SWAT, da da SWAT. Anyway, <laughs> uh, who was the fly that could get? Anyway. Um, If you were to make a list of all the things that you're worrying about, that you can't do anything about, that make you feel as helpless and angry as it makes me feel right now, and you say, uh, excuse me, uh, getting angry about this and feeling frustrated is not making me happy. I'm going to have the situation anyway. Now I'm adding to this situation misery of being upset that I can't do anything about it. You know, I've often talked about how we make ourselves so terribly unhappy by blaming ourselves for things that we couldn't do anything about, like illnesses that some people think that they've caused through negative thinking or whatever that may not have anything to do with negative thinking. It may be bad genes or... You know, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, you're, you know, in Fukushima, and you've got radiation situation or so many other things. There was a virus out, and uh, or, you know, there are so many reasons we can get ill. And then we say, oh, and it must have been me. It's my negative thinking. Now, I'm not saying that a negative thinking cannot contribute to illness. In fact, one of the reasons we're doing this show on happiness is that If we are always upset and aggravated, then we're really going to be in a stress mode and we're going to be much more likely to get sick. We're depleting our life force being unhappy. But if there is something that is painful that has happened to you, if you are going to blame yourself for it when it really, you haven't had anything to do with it, that's going to be adding unhappiness to unhappiness. So... Quickly, write down a whole bunch of things about what you may be feeling that you are helpless over, that you're worrying about now, and then when you come back, we are going to see if we can let some of them go. So now we're going to go to commercial. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
3: Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living With Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
3: You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth.com at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Inside Out. Today we are talking about turning up our happiness quotient, and we've started out by talking about why I'm not happy. And so uh, we have started uh, this process by talking about you guys making a list of those. If you've just tuned in, I'm just Catching you up, making a list of things that you can't do anything about, that you're worrying about, or you're angry about, or you're whatevering about. And that, uh, you know, there's that lack of acceptance that causes so much happiness. It's like fighting life. I would call it fighting reality. So I hope you've made your list. I'm going to very quickly think of some things about my. Okay. I am. I cannot control the fact that the uh, landlord did not do the right thing to start with about the, the the mice, that the exterminator didn't do the right thing, that the landlord didn't insist that the exterminator get the dead bar- bodies afterwards, uh, that I was ignored. I hate that. Um... I, I, that's a reality. That's all past, right? I'm, I, uh, I, I can't do anything about the fact that the rats died, that they got maggots, that they turned into flies. I can't do anything about the fact that they came back. And I can't do anything about the fact that we weren't able to run out today and find another place to live. Uh, and, and give me the opportunity to feel wonderful by walking out and saying, well, we found somewhere else. I mean, so all these things that I cannot change. Now, they're all on the list, right? So I hope you have your list too. Now, I want you to look at that list and say, at this moment, at I, this am, moment I am losing the little happiness that I could have.
2: I am losing the little happiness that I could have
0: by being angry.
2: By being angry.
0: Or frustrated.
2: Or frustrated.
0: By something that's making me unhappy.
2: By something that's making me unhappy.
0: (laughs) Now, does that make sense to you? So, okay. So now what I'd like you to do is take one of the things on your list, okay? So I'm going to say, we've got flies, okay? And James, you and I are going to do a song. We're going to make it into a song, we have Mm. flies, we have flies, we have flies. And it's gonna be a funny song. Now if you want to you can start with a real drama. We have flies.
2: You got flies. flies. I've got a swatter. <laughs> Why do you worry? We have flies. It just doesn't matter. Flies. <laughs> flies
3: Flies Flies Don't worry. Don't we worry, Han, help us on the way.
2: Help us on the way.
0: <laughs> flies. <laughs> we-
2: I'll <laughs> swat them down until there's none to be seen. <laughs>
0: Are you singing? Until the exterminator James? gets here. James, we have to be singing. This is—we're supposed to be leading this process. Okay, I want everybody to sing until they—it means nothing anymore. We have fly. We have flies, we, we have, have flies. flies, flies are us, us. Flies, flies are, are us.
2: us, we, we,
0: have, <laughs> flies. we, we have, have flies, we have flies, flies are you, flies are them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've got so many flies, so
0: many flies, so many flies. Okay. We're so helpless. We're everybody. Okay, how about let's do it together. We're so, so helpless. helpless. We're so, so helpless. helpless. We're so helpless. Oh, well. I know. Here's the song we all know. We're so help Wait a minute. da 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 we're so helpless. We're so, so helpless. See how they fly. See how they fly. We're so helpless. We're so. There's nothing like a little humor. Is anybody out there laughing? I hope that you're This reminds
2: me of Laurel and Hardy and all the mishaps, or the Three Stooges and all the mishaps, you know?
0: Well, you know, it was never my intention to grow up to be a stooge.
2: <laughs> that was not my
0: plan. Okay.
2: Life can make you a stooge. Okay.
0: So now I'm worried about going broke, right? I'm worried about James and I are going to literally go broke.
2: Supporting two households simultaneously.
0: Right, and we're going to. I mean, there are so many other things where this people are going to buy this house out from under us. We'll never be able to move. Blah 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 blah. blah 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 blah. These are all worries about tomorrow. So now let's all take a deep breath. Now, I'd like, you, I'd like you to take your finger and pinch your own cheek mm. and smile and say, you'll survive. You'll survive. Now, supposing you're worried about dying. You know, that could be it. So, you said, let's say the thing that, that you're worrying about is that you may die. Let's say you've just been diagnosed with stage four cancer and you probably will die. I want you to pinch your cheek and say, well, maybe you'll still survive. Well, maybe (laughs) I'll still survive. I'm alive now. I'm alive now. I'm not going to waste this moment being miserable. I'm not even going to waste this this moment being unhappy about how much pain I'm in. I'm already in pain. You know, I'm in physical (laughs) pain. Am I going to worry about that? Okay. Uh Now, what's another thing? Okay, so now let's go on to the question of do we value happiness? Absolutely not. Why do I say that we um, don't value happiness? Because if we valued happiness, we wouldn't throw it away over everything that we worry about. And I see that we have a caller, Christine, from San Diego. So did everybody get that? If we valued happiness, we wouldn't be Worrying, so, focusing on being unhappy so much of the time. Yeah, and so I quick get, to throw it away. Yeah. So, to, And I'm not saying be Pollyanna and pretend that everything is okay. The landlord needed to be called. We did need to look to see if there was someplace else to go. There are things, and as James said, I bring to, to people's consciousness. But that's different from getting angry, upset, and getting unhappy and throwing away my life. Christine, hello and welcome to Inside Out. Thank you. Yes. I just wanted to make sure you knew that people are listening to you. <laughs> oh,
4: good. <laughs> I was getting a little concerned about the future of the show when you guys went into the song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: That's I knew I song. could do
4: something about it, which is call in. So anyways, I do find, though, the the lightheartedness is starting to make me feel happier.
0: Oh. Mm, wonderful. Oh so what is your song, Christine? My song is
4: My son doesn't listen to me <laughs> He does not have good homework habits at all <laughs> And he gets mad sometimes too. It's so sad.
2: So sad. So
4: sad. So it's, it's hard I'm telling you. Oh, mm. it's so hard. It's
2: so, so hard. It so is so,
0: hard. I mean, it is so hard. It's so, <laughs> so
2: hard. It's laughable.
0: So <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to sing about? Um, I don't have as much money as I would like to.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. You know, I we can join all of those songs. Nobody listens to me. me. Nobody listens to me. Nobody listens
1: to me. Nobody listens, nobody to, me. listens to
0: me. Me. And me. I have allergies. <laughs> allergies. <laughs> <laughs> so we have nobody listens to me, and I ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> Your money. Yes. Money.
2: <laughs> My creditors got me. But <laughs>
4: Are we increasing your happiness quotient? Oh, it's,
0: yes. I
4: will admit to that, yes.
0: (laughs) Excellent. So it was worth bearing our singing
4: for this? It was. I guess it was. And now I've added to the singing, so.
2: Yes. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you. You've
0: added to our happiness quotient. Okay, good. Thank you so much for calling, Christine. Bye. So on to the question of why we don't value happiness. And at this point, the guru would like to get on the show. Well, hello, uh, Avia. Yeah, I am Guru, and I'm very happy to be on the show today. But I think that Madam Mazurka also wants to say something. Oh no! It is so hard for me to switch from the Guru to Madam Mazurka and back and forth. Okay, well, darlings, it's me as Madam Mazurka, and I want to tell you something about the happiness. You all know this, but you don't pay attention. The life is so short, and then you're dead. And uh, take it from me, because I am dead, and you're you're squandering the the moments where you could be laughing, because you're so terribly serious. And I want to tell your audience, because I know your audience, is maybe some of you are going to be saying, "Oh no, I am not like death." No, I'm much better than she is. I'm not so sick. I am very positive. But you see, there is a difference between what your mind is babbling and what your stomach is saying. And for (laughs) most people, they really are blaming themselves or angry at themselves or angry at somebody. In fact, we were just speaking to somebody the other day who was saying that uh, he was very upset with somebody because they weren't very positive. And so there you go there's always somebody or something so why are not we why is everybody squandering the little time they are um, they have uh, not being happy this is because we have this idea in the human mind that there's goals that there are things to get done and anything that gets in the way is something that makes us unhappy so Darling, you know, if you stopped wanting to do anything, uh, to have so many goals to accomplish, to have all the things you think you must have, mm, you would not be so unhappy because you're unhappy usually because those goals are frustrated. I like that, Madam Mazurka. I think that's very true. What would you say, James?
2: Oh, I I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, if we can just relax and go with the flow and… Accept what life brings and meet the challenges with a, a sense of, yes, this is an opportunity uh, for me to grow in consciousness uh, and, and, and feel the, the satisfaction of facing life squarely.
0: Yes and but I think the the yes and what I think Madam Zerka is saying is that we don't do that because we've made things more important than happiness. Well, at uh, Madam Zerka, don't you think there are some things that are more important than happiness? If the if the bread needs to hit the table, you have to go to work. Don't you think that some This is the guru. I have something to say. I'm very sorry to interrupt you, Beth. Uh that's okay, guru. Uh then, um the, what I would say about that is that um, there is a very big difference between those two things. The, the people who are not paying attention to their responsibilities are pretending that they are going for the happiness instead, but they are not happy. This is not going for the happiness. But um, Madame Azurka is saying, and she is so right, how you see this will make her happy that we are in agreement, and I am happy too to be in agreement, and we are all in agreement. This is happy moment, but the um that the um the um how do I say this? Um, When you are making the goal, this is the ambition. This is the ego that is speaking and is telling you that there is something more important than your happiness. For example, the way you look. This is a very sad thing that uh, not only the women but also the men vary so much about how they look physically that they do terrible things to their bodies and their bodies are not happy. And then they have to disconnect to their bodies so that they can pretend that they're happy even their bodies are not happy. You are injuring yourself and you're telling yourself, oh, but I feel so happy. And then there are... The people who are wearing how they look in terms of their being very important or they're doing very important things on the planet, if you're better always worrying about helping everybody or helping everybody, then you are going to do things that are going to... You think are going to contribute to that, but you're that are you're making you very unhappy. So this is what Madame Berserker is trying to talk about: is when we are creating these goals, but the, but this is sometimes antidote because we're so afraid that. Um, that our children won't do anything because they're too busy playing. And they say you have to instill in your child this desire to succeed and this ambition. And you see this already is so ridiculous at times that uh, in America, especially, but not only in America, is trying to get uh, the child to be so ambitious to, in order to fulfill the goal of the parent, and so that uh, child is being forced to want to do something, whether they want it or not, and then this becomes ingrained in them, or you have a, a feeling of um, desperate in lack of value, and so you're trying to do something to prove something about yourself, so we t- are always doing things for the wrong reasons. But we also don't do things for the wrong reasons. So if something needs to be taken care of, you say, well, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go on vacation. I want to be happy. I want to go get drunk. This is is not um, always... uh, This does not make us happy. This makes us drunk. Or it makes us more stressed because when we are coming back, we have to look at the fact that uh, we haven't accomplished the thing that is going to make us happy. So what would have made the... The landlord happy would have been to have had the, he wouldn't even know that it would have been to not have this problem now if they had taken care of it correctly, you see. So people who don't want to worry, they say, oh, don't worry, be happy, you know, are also missing um, the railroad train because um, they are, um, no, it's not the railroad train. It's the boat. The boat. They are missing the boat. Because things, most people say I am going uh, to dancing to, because I want to be happy and I'm not going to stay home and do my homework. Well, then you come home and the homework isn't done and you have hangover or you've thrown your back out because you went dancing or because you stayed up to 4 o'clock in the morning or you went and you had sex with somebody you didn't know. So I ask you, is this really happiness? So what um, I would like uh, to suggest is that um, before our next, uh, during our next break, I want you to write down on a piece of paper and ask yourself, what am I doing that I think is making me happy? And is it? Ooh, that's a good one.
3: Mm,
2: it is.
0: Ooh, that is profound. That's profound. Yeah. Well... Um. Yes. So everybody, start thinking about the things that you think are making you happy and ask yourself, are they making you happy? And if not, why the heck are you doing them? So in just a couple of minutes, we're going to go to a commercial break and get busy. Visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
3: Bring Beth into your world in person or via the internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
0: The Seventh Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
3: You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Inside Out. We are tur- talking about turning up our happiness quotient, and we've gotten an assignment from the guru that we should look at the things that we do that we think are going to make us happy, and do they? And right now, we have a caller, Todd from San Diego. Welcome to Inside Out, Todd. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi.
1: Uh, I was I was answering a, que- a couple of questions back, but that's that's okay. Oh, <laughs> so what's no, that's
0: fine. That's fine. I just saw that you were uh, you know that you were here on the hold, so yeah, be very happy, and so you can answer any question you want, okay. whatever makes you happy.
1: Okay. Well, I was answering the question, why don't I want to be happy? Because I thought that was a really good question.
0: <laughs> good. <laughs>
1: and I think the reason is. Um, Somehow, I—it's I, kind of ridiculous, but I have this notion that if I'm happy, that I'm not serious.
0: Yeah, you're about stupid. What I'm doing. and You're What's a that? stupid guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then I'm what?
0: A stupid guy, a kind and, of and an empty-headed, frivolous. frivolous yes. <laughs> and,
2: and nobody will take you
1: seriously. Right. Exactly.
0: Are you, Are you okay, uh, Todd? Can you continue speaking? I, I heard you coughing. I think so. I just had a little okay.
1: bit of a. I went down the wrong windpipe. Yeah. But, I, yeah.
0: Well, if you'd like, continue sharing if you can.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I mean, but uh, I can see it's kind of silly. I mean, very silly. Because uh, <laughs> I, I know when I'm happy and I'm in a good space and just have well-being overall, then I do everything better.
0: You know, that is so true, Todd, and I, I'd like to share something about that. I think a lot of us got that message. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're, you know, we're tr- so busy trying to impress people uh, for whatever reason. Maybe we felt invalidated as children. Mm-hmm. So we have to, therefore, become impressive. Well, now I have to become a spiritual teacher, or I have to become a successful businessman or whatever it is. And, and that um, we feel absolutely driven to, uh, to contradict that negative uh, invalidation that we experienced as kids. And so we're not really asking what we want. We're focusing on um, on impressing other people and giving them something we think they want and probably they don't want it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So thanks so much for calling, Todd. You're welcome. And now we have Helen and Bonzel. I don't even know
1: why
4: I'm
0: calling. (laughs) (laughs) Because it makes you happy to call. Yeah, it (laughs) makes me happy.
4: Um, Well, I was thinking, what what makes me happy? I mean, the two things, I can think of a lot of things that make me happy. Um, You know, it's funny because I think the top of my list of things that make me happy is when I'm able to be happy in contrary circumstances.
0: Ooh, I love that one.
4: You want me to go on? I mean, well, the other yes. ones are kind of ordinary things. Connecting yeah. with people makes me happy. No, no, no.
0: I'd like, I'd like to focus on that one. That's okay. a great one because uh, what that is saying is, you know, it's like when we're singing, "I've got flies." Uh, you know, I, you feel proud of yourself because you haven't given in to that tunnel of negativity, this well of negative, this cesspool of negativity that it's so easy to get into. Yes. And so there's a sense of self-love that comes with that, and that's what makes us happy. See, I think that that really nails it, because we're looking at, um, you know, why am I so unhappy about this? Well, because I feel powerless or frustrated. And it isn't that I'm denying that these things, that there are a lot of things that happen that are actually awful. I mean, really seriously bad things that are pain- – I mean, when I say bad, I mean that cause a lot of pain. And I really appreciate that. And that's nothing to laugh about in the sense that people do have very, very difficult uh, situations to deal with. But a lot of times we make a mountain out of a molehill or we take the mountain and we make it even bigger. And why is that? And I think it has to do with that feeling that I'm helpless, I'm powerless, that makes me feel inadequate, and that I don't love myself. So when we can find a way not to go into denial, but to process our feelings and then transcend them and overcome them and laugh about it, we get back the feeling of power, which is what made us unhappy to start with. Yep. So I love it. I love that you called, and that's a really important point, and I really want to thank you for your perspective.
4: You're welcome. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Thank you. And Christine can't stop herself from calling back. It's too much, the happiness.
4: (laughs) I can't resist it. Okay. (laughs) I'm answering your question about false happiness. Yes. What do I do that I think will make me happy but doesn't? Yes. Eating? Yes. I'm ever optimistic that eating something will make me happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still after how many years? Yeah, it it, it doesn't. Um, Right. um, Staying up and watching Poirot, Agatha Christie's (laughs) Poirot. (laughs) (laughs) Not when I need sleep. It doesn't really make me happy. Right, right, right. Um, uh, my son and I share this app on the iPad where you raise dragons. You like have these little pet dragons. Yes. Mm. It doesn't really make me happy.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, and then I constantly think that, that that checking Facebook, there'll be something there that makes me happy. But yes. I don't think that's really true. It's I'm really happier yes. when I'm productive and focused and, you know, people have thought that I'm weird when I say I I really enjoy doing my taxes.
0: No, I I totally understand. I think, uh, again, you're making an extremely important point, which is that you're saying that when we get into our compulsive behavior, we're doing it because we think it's going to make us happy. And it may be that the first time you ever watched a Poirot, you really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And you think that if you watch it at 3 in the morning that you're going to relive that experience. <laughs> but you're not going to relive the experience if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And that's when we get into compulsive behavior. It's because we've, we have a tendency to go back to a behavior that may have served us at a particular moment, but it isn't serving us now. And yet we're so desperately looking for that change of feeling state
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, that that's why we do the compulsive behavior, and then that makes us even less happy. Yep. Thanks, So much, Christine, we have another caller, but I I enjoyed your comment because it also brought to us, you know, how we go into compulsions and addictions in the the belief that they're going to make us happy and they just make us sick. And now we have Erica from San Diego. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm I'm calling to confess
4: that I'm a supporter of uh, pseudo happiness, that I'm a supporter of pseudo happiness.
2: (laughs) A lot of us are.
4: <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't, uh, you know, raising my kids, let me be the one who makes you happy. Mm. Uh, oh my goodness. And, and doesn't that, and that just supported my whole paradigm of wanting to be made happy by others.
2: Like mm.
4: this is in your hands. <laughs>
2: so,
4: um, I'm contesting and I'm, um, going on the wagon.
0: confession is good for the soul I love that You know, that's one of the points that I was hoping was going to come out anyway that we think we're going to be happy by making other people happy now there is something to that that is being a giving person, being a loving person will increase the amount of love in our lives if we are in the love energy but if we're doing it to manipulate a situation to get other people to feel a certain way towards us or to behave in a particular way well we are going to be sadly mistaken and that in fact we are uh, we're going to create unhappiness because the other person is going to feel like oh my god so and so did this for me and i feel pulled on now to reciprocate or just and nobody's happy so it, it's so important to recognized when we're doing something to make someone unhappy, to ultimately make ourselves happy, when if we took the power, we would look and see, well, what would make me happy now? You know, maybe it's going out on a sunny day uh, and sitting under a tree. That's going to make me a lot happier than uh, trying to please somebody who we then are going to extort happiness and appreciation from. So, thank you so much for your call, Erica. Uh,
2: I have something, too, I'd like to share. Yes, you, I would love That's you, to. Yeah, um, speaking as a man who likes sports, uh, and having grown up playing sports, um, <clears throat> I find myself looking to experience a happier feeling, getting involved with that feeling of the sport, like, say, basketball is now in season, or before that, football, and, bef- and after this, uh, baseball. and And... and it's, it's really a fool's game because it's getting into my attitude of competition, and uh, it, always there's going to be a winner and a loser, and always somebody's not going to perform up to a level that's going to make me happy. Uh, you know? And so what am I thinking? I'm thinking that somehow uh, watching that game or the, the highlights of that game is going to make, somehow make me happy when over and over and over, there's always going to be something I'm disappointed about.
0: How true, how true, how true. I love that. You know, Erica made a confession that she is going to stop doing something. I would be so thrilled, James, if you, uh, now that you've announced this on the air, uh, if you would stop turning to that for the promise of happiness when Mm -hmm. the happiness that you seek could be perhaps right in front of you. Well, as a
2: matter of fact, I just want to follow that up then with, uh, I find I generate more of a feeling of happiness when I'm making music. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you and I sing together singing karaoke or singing along with songs. That makes me happy. It feels mm-hmm. happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Or
2: playing with a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or uh, doing other things uh, on the computer like creating video or whatever. And yes. so uh, the, the creative process makes me happy. It's yes. Self-expression makes me happy.
0: Yes. Yes. And, you know, that's beautiful. And as Christine was saying, getting things done that are weighing on us make us happy, even though we say, oh, I don't really want to do this. You know, there's a lot of um, self-talk about things because we have categories in our heads about what's going to make us happy that we've learned somewhere from our life experience or from our families. So, for example, a guy might say, well, I'm going to feel happy if I beat somebody up in the boxing ring. Or I'm going to feel happy if I uh, get this deal and, at somebody else's expense. And uh, so, they, so, so we've got these ideas in our heads. Oh, this is going to make me happy. Escaping drinking, like I was saying, you know, go partying, or whatever it is, uh, because somebody else said that that makes them happy, or um, because it's in the culture, and uh, or because we've had some personal experience that it made it ha- us happy once, we are so often seeking happiness in the wrong places, and so what I'm hoping that we've started to do today, because this can't be the last time we ever talk about happiness... Mm-hmm. Um, is we've really started looking at the question, A, do I really give myself permission to be happy? Or, like Todd said, uh, do I feel like that's somehow going to make me look weak or pathetic or less important or less valuable? Do I value happiness and do I think that I deserve it? Uh, You know, how did I learn? uh, What did I learn was supposed to make me feel happy? Does it? Marrying the guy... With uh, who can provide me with a big house. Um, And finally, let's, uh, after this show, let's take a look at all these things and then start asking ourselves what does really make us happy? And uh, I think that if we actually do these things, we're going to make some great discoveries about ourselves. And finally, let's all laugh about our powerlessness. And realize that sometimes we don't have the power to even change how unhappy we are. But we can always look forward to that moment when that grief and that pain will pass. And that that happiness will come back. And empower ourselves to look forward to that moment and not stay focused on the misery we're in now. I tell you that sometimes I think that complaining will make me happy, but it never does. <laughs> so take it away, James. Uh, we have a minute to go. Yes. What's coming up next week?
2: Our next edition, turning our inner space into a sanctuary, making our insides the safest place to be. The quality of our inner space determines the quality of our lives. In other words, the way we experience life is mostly determined by the way we feel. Sometimes changing circumstances can help us feel different, but Most of the time, there's little connection between our internal and external lives. Each of us seems predisposed to a certain palette of emotions, like anxiety, envy, or resentment, optimism, happiness, or peace. Which emotions dominate your inner space and why? Do you even know what you feel or do you stuff your feelings? Uh, The guru is going to be with us next week and he'll have things to share about sanctuary as a place of inner safety where we can be deeply connected to ourselves and experience awareness without judgment. And then we can go, he'll get more into how we can do that and how we can turn our insides into the safest place to be. So Beth and the guru and myself will lead the discussion and offer some processes to turn our inner space into a sanctuary. And now a final word from Beth.
0: Well, we're really out of time, but I want to say thank you to to everybody who participated today at home and on the phone, and let's all get happier, and I'm looking forward with happiness to our next show.
3: Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week!